Welcome to the Arthroscopy Association's Arthroscopy Journal podcast. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the Arthroscopy Association or the Arthroscopy Journal. I'm Dr. Chris Tucker from the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center and founder of the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with Dr. Brian Waterman, Associate Professor of Orthopedic Surgery at Wake Forest Baptist Health and a team physician at Wake Forest University and Winston-Salem Dash, a minor league affiliate of the Chicago White Sox. Dr. Waterman was the lead author on a paper titled Return to Golf After Arthroscopic Management of Femoroacetabular Impingement Syndrome, which was published in the December 2018 issue of the Arthroscopy Journal. His co-authors include Gift Ukwani, Ian Clapp, Philip Malloy, William Neal, and senior author Shane Nell. Welcome, Brian, and thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Brian, let's jump right in. Like many of our listeners and over 57 million people worldwide, I love to golf. Unfortunately, some golfers have injuries or conditions that prevent them from enjoying the game as much as they'd like to. Your study addresses one of these particular conditions, femoroacetabular impingement, and how we as surgeons can treat it with hip arthroscopy. What was your favorite thing about this study? Yeah, thanks for your interest. Obviously, it's an incredible honor. Uh, First off, let me just give credit where it's due. Uh, My good friend and colleague, Shane No, really is the consummate scholar, and, and he's arranged an incredible perspective hip outcome system, and it really has allowed us to delve in and look at these relatively unique uh, patient subsets and look how their outcomes progress with intervention. He's also got an incredible crack rehab team, including uh, Phil Malloy and Katie Stegeman, both of which have a rich foundation of knowledge in in post-hip arthroscopy, Um, and I think that that's an incredible asset and really contributes to the patient's outcomes. You know, when we were looking at um, at this this problem specifically, we really wanted to try to quantify how the average golfer, non-professional, would progress after FAI-related hip surgery. There had been some previous uh, work done in the hip arthroplasty world, as well as uh, with other hip arthroscopy, both for marrow stimulation and other arthroscopic debridement. But we really did not have much information on how uh, labor repair and uh, bony correction, how that really bared out to uh, allow folks to return to golf. Because really, that's the question that folks will often ask. When can I return to golf and will I be the same or better? Uh, with this study, I feel like we're able to tell folks that almost uniformly, you're able to return to golf at a modest time frame with symptomatic relief and pain. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, your study highlighted a few key points. Like you said, um, a significant number of the patients involved in this study certainly got back to golf. Um, Your study reported a 97% success rate returning to playing golf after surgery. What is it about the mechanics of the hip itself during the golf swing as it relates to hip impingement that you think led to such a high rate of improvement and essentially returning to golfing after treatment with hip arthroscopy? Yeah, great question. You know, within golf, there's there's such a ballistic movement, and it's truly a torsional problem that involves significant amount of, of trunk rotation, lower extremity power and force. And, and really, when you compound that with significant lumbopelvic pathomechanics, um, potentially some uh, increased SI joint mobility, and then you superimpose or overlay these structural hip abnormalities uh, like seen in FAI, 
it creates a, a unique environment for bony conflict and ultimately soft tissue impingement. I think once that those mechanical components are removed, we wanted to see is, is that going to be sufficient for allowing folks to, to return to golfing activity unimpeded. And uh, what we saw is that uh, they were better able to develop the link between their lower extremities and their core and, you know, develop a fluid swing, uh, better generate power. And I think that really contributes to force and more reproducible performance. Your comment about the core strengthening is pointed. A lot of golf injury prevention programs commonly focus on things like core strengthening, spinal mechanics, uh, not unlike some of the comprehensive hip programs uh, that are out there. Do you think there's something unique about the golfing athlete that sets him or her up for success with hip arthroscopy, given this foundation of core strengthening and mechanics uh, that they would do in off-season training? Yeah, and it begs the question, and what is the what is the natural history of this, and, and how can it improve or be modified by, by those injury prevention interventions? You know, one of the things that I think we've all heralded across many different sports, but including the golf uh, and other rotational uh, athletics, is trying to maintain good flexibility. Uh, I think that that's one of the things that uh, will, will often contribute to increase injury prevention and uh, mitigating potential time down to injury. The other thing that uh, um, I think is always critical when you look at uh, how golf is adversely affected um, is looking at really your mechanics. Uh, the fundamental changes in mechanics can be dramatic, on, uh, leading to decreases in downstream rates of injury. So even just looking at your stance or uh, shifting of your weight, um, trying to uh, deliver a nice fluid swing and deliver power through your swing. All those things are definitely modifiable. And uh, if we can affect change on that, then I think we have the ability to decrease the rates of injury. Now, uh, I would say for every hip-related problem in golf, I, I say we see about 5 to 10 patients with rotator cuff tendonitis, epicondylitis, lower back injuries, and I think really the, the critical difference in, in uh, the hip problems that we see is really they're non-degenerative in nature. And particularly in a young patient population, the results of injection therapy and physical therapy are often mixed. Uh, it would be interesting to look at how the natural history of these are affected by these preventative programs and really see if they can affect change on the overall incidence of golf-related injuries specifically those related to, to FAI pathology. Yeah, I think your comment about the preventative nature is interesting because obviously we're trying to avoid surgery in any of our athletes, if possible, especially the competitive athletes in season or even out of season, pre-draft status or uh, pre-professional status. There's certainly sports we're all familiar with having an association with development of FAI, like soccer, hockey, dancing, certain baseball and football positions. With its significant amount of hip rotation, particularly the internal rotation and the swing follow-through, do you think golf is considered now one of these higher-risk sports for developing FAI? I don't know if I'm ready to to draw that direct link yet. Um, you know, you mentioned hockey, soccer, and these other pivoting and rotational athletics, and you know, the thought process is, at least in some camps, is that that uh, rotational movement and the stress loading across the physis during that impressionable uh, developmental stage may contribute to this 
pathological hip remodeling and uh, potentially contribute to the development of particularly CAM-FAI. Uh, I don't think we know for sure how it affects uh, the developing athlete, particularly in, in involved in youth golf. Uh, I think we'll have to stay tuned for further developments, but certainly that is something that we see a high preponderance, uh, particularly in the lead leg uh, of, of golfers with repetitive exposure. I think that's a perfect segue into one of the questions I really wanted to ask you today. Looking at your study, I found one of the most interesting findings was that while symptomatic loss of that hip internal rotation in the golf swing is what's attributed to that pathophysiology of why FEI bothers golfers, but yet your study concluded there was no correlation between the outcome scores and that improvement in the hip rotation. What are your thoughts on that? And do you think that there's just something about FAI and the golf swing we just don't quite understand yet? Yeah, and I, I would yeah. say there's there's probably plenty uh, we don't fully understand. It's such a dynamic motion that uh, to really dig in with some of these golf simulators and uh, three-dimensional emotional analysis and kinematics will only continue to inform uh, strategies. It remains one of the hardest things to do in uh, in competitive athletics. I, I think really of, of the most importance, you hit really at the nail on the head, is is range of motion is not adversely affected by FAI-related surgery. And I don't think we were really able to quantify that up till now. Um, and this was really in the presence of fairly routine T-capsular closure and labral repair. So I think while we had some modest gains uh, in range of motion, including an average of about nine degrees in internal rotation, I think one can, can ask whether these are clinically meaningful um, uh, to the patient and whether they have functional repercussions is really hard to say based on this study alone. This study had a lot of key interesting points, which we've talked about several of them. Interestingly, over half your patients in the study who actually gave up golf prior to surgery because of the severity of their hip pain, they not only got back to golfing, but they actually got better after surgery. What, you, what did you guys think about this? Well, for me personally, I think I'm long overdue for an operation. Is this a curative surgery now for people's golf swings or is there something else going on here? I think that uh, my golf game could definitely use some improvement. I don't know if I'm advocating that for the performance, but if it's, uh, uh, I think in all seriousness, our, our patients are, are a unique subset. and So we have to recognize a certain amount of uh, inherent bias in this uh, or selection bias, I should probably say. Nearly all our patients were tonus grade zero, and and none had a joint space measurement less than 2.5. There was also a very low rate of uh, chondral repair procedures such as marrow stimulation. And so I think that we all know that age, advancing chondral wear, joint space narrowing, and really the activity profiles that athletes are resuming likely mo contribute most most prominently to patient survivorship after FAI-related surgery and likely dictate the uh, patient-reported outcomes postoperatively. So I think that this study uh, really does confirm for us that in the absence of those degenerative changes or advanced chondral disease, that uh, the broader majority of our patients can anticipate both functional improvement, pain relief, and then, you know, certain performance enhancement and golfing activities uh, after FAI-related hip arthroscopy. You know, you talked about patient subsets, and obviously 
you cover NCAA Division One athletes at Wake Forest University. Um, can you describe for us your approach to treating your golfers or any athlete who may present with hip pain and potentially any unique approaches you have for the golfers versus your other uh, team sports that you cover? I think as as you alluded to, there's there's many different unique considerations with these single sport athletes, and uh, I think it's it's probably important to to boil that down to a very thorough history and physical. There's certainly no substitute for that. I think that in the in the workup of so-called hip pain, too often athletes and the lay public, uh, even trainers and other medical professionals, kind of conflate. Uh, low back injuries, core muscle injuries, buttock and proximal hamstring pain, um, uh, pelvic ring injuries, neurologic conditions with with structural problems of the hip. And uh, we also know that uh, things such as pelvic floor dysfunction, SI joint, uh, hypermobility, uh, GI urologic problems, they can all masquerade as hip pain, particularly in the young uh, collegiate athlete. So I think while it's it's often touted as kind of a, a, a rote intervention, I think that there is no substitute for a careful history and physical. And this can really help to identify or hone in on a source of the problem. Then there, thereafter, uh, obviously imaging can be helpful, but there's a high preponderance of, of false positives in, in a young patient population, particularly in this sport. Uh, I think that targeted injections and interventions can be incredibly helpful when you have those kind of equivocal scenarios. And it's also uh, helpful to really, as it relates to the the golf athlete, try to identify where the the pathology is mostly present. Uh, What what phase of of the swing? Is it initial stance, backswing, downswing, contact, follow-through? Uh, which clubs does it typically present with? Is there a certain distance or, or inclination that tends to exacerbate it? I think trying to recreate those conditions are nice. Um, you know, with our athletes at, at Wake Forest, we have the um, the Arnold Palmer Performance Center, and uh, and so we've really tried to advocate for looking at these uh, athletes as a whole, looking at their motion analysis, trying to adjust things working with our strength and conditioning coaches and really um, uh, those that are involved with more of the performance enhancement uh, to see if we can identify those pathomechanic problems that may contribute to to certain overuse injuries. It sounds like you've got some pretty incredible resources to help treat your patients down there at Wake Forest. Uh, you guys certainly are, are leading the uh, field in some of these uh, simulation efforts. That's pretty uh, impressive to hear, Brian. Any uh, any interesting findings that didn't make it into the final manuscript you wanted to share with us? One of the aspects that uh, I was really intrigued by and, and wanted to explore, uh, but really were unable to fully assess for, was the role of, of laterality or hand dominance on on patient related outcomes. Uh, you know, the leading leg has been thought to to endure up to fourfold um, the the body weight. Um, in uh, in torsional loads, and uh, we really want to try to look critically at whether the lead leg and trail leg, whether that really predicted um, an increased rate of adverse outcomes. Uh, we're not adequately powered to really critically look at, at handedness or, or hip laterality, 
but even within our subset, the broader majority of which involved our our leading leg, really showed consistent outcomes irrespective of it. So I think that one of the key probably items to emphasize is that with correction on both the femoral, femoral and acetabular side, uh, and then uh, also repairing as opposed to debriding the uh, labrum to restore that suction seal, that uh, that comprehensive approach with addressing the, the capsule in a routine way, I think that that can result in very reproducible outcomes. Uh, and perhaps further research uh, with a broader subset may be able to tease out differences in, in the affected hip um, and, uh, and, and certain uh, club selection or strokes. Yeah, that sounds like a great area for future research. Hopefully you guys continue to look into this sort of thing for those of us who could use any help we can get. <laughs> really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, your comments are extremely insightful and helpful. And uh, I just wanted to say thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today. Dr. Waterman's article titled Return to Golf After Arthroscopic Management of Femoracetabular Impingement Syndrome can be found in the December 2018 issue of the Arthroscopy Journal or online at www.arthroscopyjournal.org. Brian, thank you again for joining us. Thanks, Chris. This concludes this edition of the Arthroscopy Journal podcast. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time.